0: Nobody puts baby in a corner.
1: Hello, hello, hello. We are back. It's Pod Girls Summer. I can't believe how quickly the summer came. Like, I feel like it was just New Year's. Mm-hmm. But wow. It feels good. You know, we're getting sunshine, getting that D3. Mm -hmm.
0: It's hot and steamy outside. If you're in Canada, the OC is on Amazon Prime now. So incredible. You know, summer is all around.
1: Yeah. Phil and I have been watching the OC. Mm -hmm. I got to say, like, it's a pretty good show. Like if you have a partner who's not really into the like shitty Y2K shit, like One Tree Hill and stuff like that. I honestly think you should introduce them to the OC and they might be into it.
0: Yeah, it's a great show. I'm so excited that you're on this journey. I'm only like a little bit ahead (laughs) of you because I I just started season two the other day. Oh, nice. um, But I've like seen it a million times. But Mm -hmm. yeah, phenomenal show. Um, I was absolutely a Seth Gurley as is extremely obvious if you spend more than five seconds with me.
1: (laughs) I'm definitely a Ryan girly. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And especially because Ben McKenzie has now become a public um, like anti-cryptocurrency person and like – talks about it and like there was like a New York Times article about him Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god you like believe in things and you are passionate about you're like sweeping me off my feet yeah
0: (laughs) yeah I'm like ah no I, I definitely have a huge place in my heart for Ryan Atwood he is just a wonderful gem of a character underrated hottie from the OC Eddie Eddie yeah um
1: Teresa's oh where where are you right now in the? Oh shit! I'm I'm in season one. <laughs> okay, like they get engaged and he does come after her, but he's like, I really just love you. Like I just want us to be together. And he's like a hard worker. Why don't you like him? You'll see very soon. Oh fuck! He's okay. not he's not a good guy. Fuck! Yeah. Damn! Cut that part out. <laughs> well, we'll talk one more sentence about the the OC. Yeah. Please don't cut this in post. (laughs) I do want to say that as like a Hispanic woman um, or Latinx, I'm half Puerto Rican, whatever you want to say. So when they have the scenes with Teresa or like Mm -hmm. the episode where it was about her story, they call it like the telenovela. And I'm like oh my god Y'all suck! <laughs> like you literally and Seth's everything that Seth says about Teresa he's mm-hmm. like yeah Ryan's spicy latin lover and I'm yeah. like I'm going to punch you in the face Seth mm-hmm. I want to punch you in the face
0: yeah nothing like uh rich kids and racism in 2002 or whenever this was
1: It's there's a lot of fodder for chats absolutely
0: yes yeah yeah um but yeah we're feeling the summer vibes and we wanted to come out the gate swinging this Pod Girl Summer because I think yes. Some of you might have literally come to our houses and murdered us if we
1: didn't do this movie <laughs> this year. We <laughs> get like the rats like the windows like smashed. Um yeah, we had to do this. I'm also really excited cuz I haven't seen this movie in ages. So yeah, was this your first watch? Yes, this is my first ever Whoa. watch.
0: Yeah. It was really good though. I really liked it as I knew I always would, but I just I don't know. I never watched it for some reason. I never like felt the urge. It's not really a zeitgeist. Like people
1: don't talk about it as much.
0: I mean, I guess like people our age, but anyone older than us, it's like this movie was huge. Mm -hmm. So in case you haven't guessed, today
1: we are doing 1987's Dirty Dancing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to talk about this movie, especially because our best friend who we've never met, (laughs) Kenny Ortega choreograph dirty dancing there's nothing the man can't do there is nothing (laughs) he can't do i agree i we need to make a tiktok that's like if you aren't kenny ortega keep scrolling Mm -hmm. kenny ortega you are a master choreographer Mm -hmm. you have mastered the art of movie choreography especially connected to like teenage romance like young love absolutely choreograph my wedding dance kenny ortega i'm begging you i'll keep you on retainer to choreograph my
0: life at all times like oh yeah (laughs) yeah the man is incredible Um, I watched the movies that made us Netflix episode about this movie, and you can see footage of him, like, in the 80s with his, like, long hair in his youth. Um, It's pretty wild. But this was only his, like, sixth movie, I believe, Mm -hmm. so it was definitely, like, earlier on in his career. But if you haven't watched that episode, I definitely recommend it's like super interesting to hear a lot of the behind the scenes stuff because they had like a hell of a time getting this movie made. It was like super low budget. They had a budget of $4.5 million. And how much did they make at the box office? $214.6 million doll hairs. I'm going to spit out my water. And it continues to make millions of
1: dollars every year. Because of just like streaming and DVDs and yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah. And like being on TV, like it mm-hmm. just – it makes so it's much a gift money. It's that keeps
1: giving. Mm-hmm. I paid a ninety nine on Apple TV Plus there you to go. watch this movie, you know. There
0: you go. That probably went to Eleanor Bergstein, the writer. The movie is like sort of very, very loosely based on her life. Like not
1: really the yeah. story, but – different elements. she was called baby mm-hmm. she was a dance teacher for Arthur Murray
0: yeah she used to go vacation like in the Catskills with her sister and they would like dirty mm-hmm. dance in the basements and-
1: yeah I think she's like an affluent family mm-hmm. and she was also named after like a woman in Congress or something mm-hmm. yeah but did she have a hot like Patrick Swayze-esque guy teaching yeah, her dance in, in the Catskills question. I don't know <laughs> Speaking of Patrick Swayze, um,
0: him and Jennifer Grey, who play Johnny and Baby, famously hated each other. Like, absolutely hated each other. I'm so
1: disappointed (laughs) to learn that because they have amazing Mm -hmm. chemistry throughout the movie.
0: Like, it's it's so palpable, the chemistry. And I do think that really comes down to, like, the right director being able to handle those Mm -hmm. sparks. And the right choreographer. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they hated each other because they worked together in a movie called Red Dawn, like, a few years before. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't really know exactly what happened, what the details are, but there's, like, rumors that they used to date. However, they just, like, really hated each other. I think they also had really clashing work styles. And she was initially not going to do the movie when she found out that he was cast. That's strong. And he was like, let me talk to her. So he, like, went into a room and talked to her for, like, half an hour, and they both came out, and they both, like, clearly had been crying, but they had decided to, like, set their differences aside. However, they still, like, didn't like each other and, like, would bicker on set and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the other cast members that we could have had would have been Billy Zane, who you may recognize from Titanic, and Miss Sarah Jessica Parker. That's very
1: interesting Mm -hmm. because – I mean Sarah Jessica Parker is married to Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Grey used to date Matthew Broderick. Oh yeah, cause she was
0: in Ferris Bueller's Day Off as well.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And they got into a car crash in Ireland. Oh my gosh. Where um a mother and a child <gasps> died in the car crash. Oh my god. And Matthew Broderick was never charged. Holy shit. And that's a little bit of information. Wow. That's crazy. It's really public, like mm. it's definitely Googleable, yeah. but uh, pretty crazy outcome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this movie was filmed in the Mountain View Hotel in Virginia in North Carolina. They only had two weeks to shoot at the like at the lodge hotel yeah. that they used. Yeah, the lodge, um, and the whole movie was actually only shot in forty four days. Mm-hmm. So really quick turnaround.
0: Yeah, yeah. They honestly did an amazing job at making it look like all one location. Like, you would never know that the staff quarters were filmed in a completely different state.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't know about the state. I did feel like the geography of the the lodge was like, I was like, where the fuck are they? (laughs) Like, I always was like wondering, like, I don't know where the fuck they are. Mm. Because on one part, they like walk up the thing and then the staff quarters are like, over on the side. I don't know. Well, the the part, you know, when she's, like, walking and it says, like, staff
0: quarters, like, no guests allowed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When she's walking down that path, yeah. that is still in Virginia. That's at the lodge. Okay. But then that little bridge and the stairs going up yes. to the staff quarters, that's in North Carolina. Mm. But they use the same, like, light posts in both locations to make it look like it was all one Copper. place. Yeah, the foliage remained, like, pretty consistent. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, because they also shot it, like, later in the summer. And the reason that they picked Virginia is because, like, that's, like, the one part of the country where the leaves are the last to turn.
1: Oh, that's smart.
0: Orange and brown. So they could film
1: it a little bit later and not, like, in the peak of summer because they couldn't afford to do that. Mm -hmm. Also, at the time they filmed this, Patrick Swayze... Was older than his role by 10 years He was 35 And he was actually only 8 years younger Than Kelly Bishop Who played Baby's Mother Who you also would totally recognize From Gilmore Girls Because she played Emily in Gilmore Girls Mm -hmm. Um, I was just so happy to see Kelly Bishop I was like Oh yeah "Ah!"
0: It was kind of wild to not see her like berating anyone because that's what I'm so used to. I mean, she does tell baby she's like stand up straight, baby, and that's like true. Some stuff like that. But, but she's like generally has like a, a sunny disposition, which is not oh, the yeah. case with Emily Gilmore. But I do think she was a little underused
1: just knowing how Agreed. talented she is. One of those things where it's like she was used the right amount for the film, but I want yes. the Kelly Bishop experience. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: Well, before we dive in, we do want to remind
0: you, if you haven't noticed on social media or listened to our last little tiny
1: snippet, that our Patreon launches today! Wow, it's so crazy to record that because, like, there's still so much to do at the moment. (laughs) But It is not live as we record this. (laughs) Yeah, it's not live right now, but... I'm really excited I think it's gonna be a really fun time. Mm-hmm. We only have one tier so it's yeah. not like a 10 15 20 dollar thing whatever mm-hmm. um, it's just five dollars to be a part of this little sleepover squad community yeah. um, to like get more access. We'll actually be doing an extra podcast each month exclusively for patreon listeners beginning with Miss Congeniality.
0: Yeah. So if you want to listen to our Miss Congeniality episode, join the Sleepover Squad. It will be right there waiting, and you will get to vote on next month's movie that we do. Yeah. Plus we have a ton of other really fun perks. So
1: definitely check it out. Yeah, we'll put the link in our bio, of course. Yes. Um and we really hope to have you join cuz we'll also have like Christina mentioned some fun perks, including a Discord, Mm -hmm. so we can actually talk and talk about movies and, like, skincare routines. I want some people's hair care routines, so, yeah, just let me know. Hit me up. We're here to mine you for all the tips that we can get. Yeah. You think this is for you? This is for us. We want skincare. We want hair care. We want uh, personal finance tips. (laughs) Give me your best recipes. Yeah. Give me your fucking vegan recipes. (laughs) Well, with that being said, shall we dive into the movie? Let's dance right on over into it. So we get the opening, and there's a sexy little intro credit Mm. scene. It's like black and white, and they're dancing. And we cut over to um, a car, a family driving in a car, and we hear Big Girls Don't Cry by the Four Seasons – you know, pre-Fergie. Um, <laughs> and Baby tells us it was the summer of 1963. Everyone called her Baby, and it didn't occur to her to mind. This was before Kennedy was shot, before the Beatles came, when she couldn't wait to join the Peace Corps and thought she'd never find a guy as great as her dad. So she's a bit jaded. <laughs> or not the opposite of that actually yeah. she's naive <laughs> yes she, the girl's naive mm-hmm. so they arrive at this lodge it's called like the kellerman hotel the kellerman lodge yeah so it's just referred to as kellermans and they're gonna spend the summer there they get out and you can see there's like a bunch of cars it's all wealthy families they have like a ton of wardrobe like, suitcases and stuff like that. And baby sister Lisa is like, oh, my God, I should have brought those coral shoes. And Marjorie, Miss Kelly Bishop, a.k.a. <laughs> also Emily Gilmore, is like, well, sweetie, you brought 10 pairs. Like, I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And her father's kind of, like, rolling his eyes because he thinks it's, like, superficial. And baby's like, you know, this is not a tragedy and spits out some, like, fact about people... In another area of yeah. the world. That's mm-hmm. her thing. Mm-hmm. So Max who owns Kellerman. Max Kellerman's, Comes over and he says hello. He's like so glad to have you on the mountain. And Dr. Hausman. Baby's dad asks about his blood pressure. And he's like if it wasn't for this guy right here. I'd be standing in front of you dead. <laughs> so Dr. Hausman is a prominent doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, he was invited by Max to, like, come and stay at the lodge. And Max tells them that there's a merengue class in the gazebo later.
0: Yeah, so we cut over to the merengue class. Baby is having a hard time keeping up. She's kind of tripping over her feet. Mm -hmm. And the instructor, a gorgeous, tall, long-legged blonde named Penny, says, you know, when I say stop... We're going to find the men of your dreams. And, like, it's all these old people trying to, like, learn how to do this dance. They, like, do this little circle and everything. Mm -hmm. So when they stop, like, Penny ends up dancing with Baby's father. And Baby gets stuck with, like, this old woman. And she's eventually like, okay, I'm going to go check out the main house. This is enough for me. (laughs) So Baby ends up, like, walking over to the main house. And that's when she overhears Max talking to all of the waiters. And he's basically, like, uh, hired all of these highbrow college kids. Like, they're from Yale, Princeton, wherever, wherever. And he's like, listen, these are the rules. You got to show the daughters a good time, even the dogs. Like, take them out to the terrace, show them the stars, romance them. And I'm like,
1: this sounds illegal. Like, I don't think you can ask servers to do this yeah he's like really into having them like show the kids a good time mm-hmm. as like a tactic yeah and I'm like what's up
0: yeah i'm like this is slimy so johnny johnny castle patrick swayze walks in and he's like got that guys and Max stops him and like the rest of the entertainment staff and he's like listen you have your own set of rules you dance with the daughters you teach them anything they pay to learn but that's where it ends No conversation, no funny business. Keep your hands off. And so when Max leaves, one of the waiters, Robbie, asks Johnny if, you know, he can keep that straight. And Johnny says, just put your pickle on everybody's plate and leave the hard stuff to me. Mm. So we're getting we're already
1: getting a little bit of class tension here. Absolutely.. Mm-hmm. So the Houseman family goes to dinner that night and Max introduces them to Robbie Gould, one of the waiters who's talking to Johnny earlier. and he's like, he goes to Yale Medical School. and he tells Robbie that the family is his special guest. So like give them whatever they'd like. After dinner, they've ordered, like, a bunch of food. Obviously, they're having, like, a multi-course meal. And Mrs. Houseman notices all the leftover food. And she asks Baby if there are still starving kids in Europe. And Baby's like, try Southeast Asia. And Doc tells Max that Baby is going to change the world. And then uh, Max asks Missy what she's going to do. And Baby's like, decorate it. (laughs) It's definitely drilled into us early on that, like, baby is the smart one. Mm -hmm. She's going to Mount Holyoke in the fall. And Lisa's, like, kind of just a girly girl and is looking for her husband.
0: Oh, yeah. And even Robbie, like, takes this opportunity to lay down some of his staff-mandated flirting. Mm -hmm. Where he when she's, like, decorated, he's like, she already does.
1: There you go. Max asks his grandson, Neil, to come over, and he introduces Neil, and he's like, yes, he goes to the Cornell School of Hotel Management. That's when Doc is like, oh, yes, Baby is going to Mount Holyoke in the fall. So they're trying to make this connection between Neil and Baby.
0: So we then go to the dance later on that night. Baby and Neil are dancing, and he asks if she's going to be an English major because apparently that's all women did in the day.
1: I guess. think in '63 they w- there weren't any co-ed colleges mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, I'm assuming so it was all like liberal arts schools for women.
0: Yeah, and she's like, "Well, actually, no. I'm going to major in economics of underdeveloped countries, and I'm going to join the Peace Corps." And then Johnny and Penny, the dance instructor, come out on stage. The band plays a mambo, and
1: they look incredible like it looks awesome yeah she's in this gorgeous red dress and they're just like in sync it's truly
0: impeccable the dancing and so baby is like oh my god who are they and he's like oh they're the dance people they're just here to keep them happy but you know they shouldn't be showing off with each other because like that's not gonna sell lessons so baby just watches their dance in awe like everybody has cleared the dance floor just to watch them because they are mm-hmm. so incredible so max sees them like doing their thing. so he tells them to cut it out like go grab different partners and they peel off to dance with you know the various guests dr jake um dr jake Hausman, and callie's mom marjorie dance over to them. They ask baby and Neil if they're having a good time. And Neil is like, oh yes, the best time. But unfortunately I have to go uh, because I'm in charge of the games tonight. Hey baby, do you want to help me out? And her dad is like, of course she would. my goodness! And this is how baby gets roped into being like the assistant in the magic show. (laughs) She gets like sawed in half. She's not into it. I would also be pissed if I ended up having to do that.
1: So Baby finishes the magic show. They hand her a chicken also yeah. as like a <laughs> gift. She's like, oh, thank you for participating. Mm-hmm. So she leaves and finds this sign. It's like staff quarters, you know, no guests allowed. Walks right over, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And she hears some music coming from up the hill. That's when she runs into Billy, who is the guy who like took out their suitcases from the car earlier. And he's carrying some Just the biggest watermelons I've ever (laughs) fucking seen. And she's like, oh, like, do you need some help with that? And he's like, listen, no guest allowed. Like, oh, what? Like, go back and dance with Neil, little boss man. And Mm -hmm. baby starts to leave. But Billy's like, can you keep a secret? And gives her a watermelon. And they walk up to the party. So at the party... All the staff members are dancing. They are dirty dancing. (laughs) Yeah. Dirty dancing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they're like really sensual and just like really in sync, which I don't think is inherently like sexual or like dirty, but it's definitely very like passionate, right? Mm -hmm. So Baby is fucking scandalized because it's 1963 Mm -hmm. and she walks through the dance floor. She's just like looking at everyone carrying her gigantic <laughs> watermelon just trying not to touch anyone and that's when johnny walks in and goes to the dance floor with penny and billy's like oh johnny castle's my cousin he's the one who got me a job here and baby's like wow they look great together and bill is like yeah you'd think they were a couple wouldn't you but you know they haven't been since they were kids that's when johnny notices baby and he's like billy what's she doing here And he's like, oh, she's with me. And she just goes, I carried a watermelon. (laughs) And Johnny, like, walks away. And Baby's just like, I carried a watermelon? Like, fuck me. (laughs) Johnny dances his way back to Baby and ends up actually pulling her onto the dance floor and trying to teach her, like, some different moves and to, like, Mm kind of let loose. Yeah. And... (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) They start gyrating together. Um, Mm. I don't like that word. No, me neither. But that's pretty accurate way to describe it, really. So he actually is trying to teach her some steps and stuff, Mm -hmm. and she's like, "I'm falling in love here." And he twirls her and like walks off, and she literally is like (laughs) on her tiptoes, like, "Where's where'd he go?" Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, this whole movie is basically just about, like, um, like a sexual awakening. It's coming of age, for yes, sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, baby, like, kind of, you know, becoming a woman, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, this is definitely her first kind of experience with any sort of, like, I guess more, like, sexual experience. because Totally. I, it's pretty much implied that she's not really, like, dated uh, or, like, she's definitely, like, a virgin and stuff like that. So... She's being introduced to this, like, whole new world. It's very much, like, Titanic where there's, like, the upper deck where everybody, like, sits and eats nicely. And then the lower deck where all, like, the workers are having their dance party. It's, like, that same dynamic.
1: Except cruises are so fucked. So fucked. Like, every time I see a TikTok about a cruise Mm – it's like this woman was like lost on the cruise and mm-hmm. they never found her, like some crazy shit. It's so oh, creepy. yeah. There's a lot of like really seedy,
0: horrible, shady stuff that happens on cruises. They treat the staff so terribly. That was a whole
1: succession plot. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Like sexual assault and people going missing. Yeah. And they also like, I mean, this is another tangent, but they also um really avoid paying taxes because they set like the country That, like, the cruise line is attached to, to, like, a country that has super low taxes. But, like, they're very much an American company and they operate out of the Mm -hmm. U.S. But because Mm -hmm. of this, like, technicality, they get away with paying, like, almost
1: no taxes at all. And then they pay their staff horribly. In the words of one of my coworkers, um, you always make your company out of Malta if you're doing something fishy. Mm. There
0: you go. There you go. So, the next day, we see everybody, like, at the lake. There's some sort of weird, like – It's like best wig, wig contest. Wig try-on thing. Yeah, they're like, we have Jackie Kennedy and Cleopatra and, like, all these other wigs. The waiter, Robbie, goes up to Lisa and, like, hits on her. He's like, oh, yeah, if my, ki- my tips keep up, I'll have enough money for an Alfa Romeo. And she's like, oh, my God, that's my favorite car. mm <laughs> So Johnny then comes over, and he tells all the women that they look lovely, and Baby immediately rips the wig off her head. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) (laughs) homie. And, uh, you know, he's chatting with Penny. So Lisa then leans over and asks Baby to cover for her with their parents so she can go to the golf course tonight with Robbie. Whoa. Yeah. And Baby is just, like, locked in on Johnny the whole time. She cannot take her eyes off him. Truly, I don't blame her because personally, like, I never saw the Swayze thing ever. Like, I never really got it because I had never seen any of his movies. But after watching this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it.
1: Oh, he's so sexy I in get this it movie. now. Like, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Well, the reason that, like, they cast him – well, not why they cast him, but why they were so drawn to him was that the writer, uh, Eleanor Bergstein, knew that she wanted somebody with hooded eyes. So she was just looking through pictures of, like, all these headshots, looking at the eyes, and she saw him. She's like, stop. Very Richard Gere. She's like, those are the eyes that I want. And then they looked at his resume, and it said, no dancing. And they were like, fuck. Like, guess we'll keep looking. So they, like, tried some other actors and stuff. And the director was like, oh, like, this guy, Patrick Swayze, he's a dancer. He's, like, a classically trained dancer. His mom is the most famous dance teacher in Texas. Like, he's been dancing his whole life. But he put no dancing on his resume because he had a knee injury from when he played football in high school.
1: Wow. And also
0: wanted to be, like, seen seriously as an actor. Um, Not just, like, dancing. But Mm -hmm. the director knew because he was in the dance scene in New York. So. Wow. The more you know. So, anyways – Johnny leaves, and Baby goes up to Penny, and she's like, I just wanted to tell you, like, you're a wonderful dancer. And Penny's like, yeah, I got kicked out of the house when I was 16, and I've been dancing ever since. And Baby's like, wow, I I really envy you. And Penny's just like, okay, and walks away. Because what a thing to hear from, like, a 17-year-old rich girl.
1: Yeah, not, not great. Not a great intro. Mm-hmm. At night, everyone is dancing in the gazebo. This woman named Vivian comes up to Johnny and they start dancing and Max tells um, Baby's dad, who I'm going to refer to as Doc, because that's mm. what I wrote my nose. that that's Vivian Pressman and she's a bungalow bunny, so a woman who stays all week and then her husband comes just on the weekends. And um, Neil asks Johnny where Penny is because she's not in this gazebo dancing and he's like, She's taking a break, like she just needs a break, mm-hmm. and he's like, "All right, as long as it's not an all night break." So he pulls baby to go for a walk. Ugh, I like can't stand Neil.
0: He's not like he's
1: annoying. He's he not sucks. like outwardly doing anything like super horrible,
0: but he's just so off putting.
1: But he's, you know, he's gonna be like the the next owner yeah. of the hotel or whatever, and be just like a total jack off.
0: Yeah, definitely. So he like takes baby down to the lake. And he's just, like, staring at her, and he's like, I love to watch your hair blowing in the breeze. And it's also one of those (laughs) things of, like, if somebody that you're attracted to says that, you're like, wow, oh, my God. Someone that you're not, it's like, you're fucking creepy. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) So he then, like, starts to lean in to try and kiss her, and she just turns, and she's like, my parents are probably looking for me. Like, I got to (laughs) go. And he's like, oh, no, like, I'm sure they're fine if they think that you're with me. They'll be the happiest parents at Kellerman's. Ugh. And he just starts, like, bragging about how much of a catch he is. He's like, oh, yeah, I, like, stole this guy's girlfriend one time. And he was like, oh, Like a week
1: ago. Yeah. I, like,
0: why would you say that? Even? Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, like, what does Neil have that I don't? And the girl went, two hotels. And I'm like, that's not something to brag about. That means that she's just with you for your money, honey. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways – after like this whole convo We see Lisa and Robbie Emerge from the woods And Lisa looks like upset She's pulling her dress straps back on mm-hmm. And she's like I'm waiting for an apology Robbie And he's like oh, Why don't you like Go to sleep And maybe hear one in your dreams Or something like rude like that So Yeah Rancid vibes from Robbie Off the jump Definitely He's just being a total dick And Nick Nick Who's Nick? Nobody and- <laughs> Nobody <laughs> And Neil says that sometimes in this world, like, you see things that you don't want to. And I'm like, isn't that a loaded line?
1: line?" Yeah. (sighs) So Neil's like, hey, why why don't I bring you to the kitchen? You hungry? So they go over to the kitchen. It's closed, of course, but he is, like, a cameraman. So he's like – "Yeah." anything you want in the fridge. Like we have brownies, we have cake, we have whatever. Mm -hmm. And then baby notices Penny like crying in the corner of the kitchen behind the counter. Um, And so baby's like, Oh, you know, I should really go check on Lisa. Like let's leave Mm -hmm. and ushers him out. Um, And then she rushes over to the gazebo to tell Billy who tells Johnny and the three of them head over to the kitchen together. Turns out Penny is pregnant. Yeah. And baby assumes it's Johnny's, but it's clearly not. Johnny actually carries Penny over to like the staff quarters to take care of her. So when they get back to the staff quarters, Johnny's like, You should have come to me first. And she's like, Listen, I'm not taking what's left of your salary. It wouldn't be enough anyway. And Penny starts crying. She's just like, It's hopeless. And I feel really bad for her because it's so easy to be in this type of situation. Just Mm -hmm. be like, oh, you know, I can, like, worst case scenario, I can go to my parents or someone to help me or whatever. But, like, so many people in the world just don't have a support system like that Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, the buck stops with me. Like, I don't have money to pay for it. I don't get it. Like, and that's it. And that's, like, the end of story. Mm -hmm. Um, And even her friend who's offering to help her out, like, doesn't have any more money than she does. So, mm-hmm. Baby chimes in and she's like, "There's got to be a way to work it out because, again, Naivete." Yeah. And Penny tells her she doesn't know shit about her problems. And Billy's like, "Well, I told her that you're pregnant," and he, she's like, "Ugh, like why not skywrite it?" Penny got knocked up by Robbie the creep. Baby yeah. is shocked to hear that Robbie got her pregnant, mm-hmm. and. Billy tells baby that there's a doctor traveling through New Paltz one day next week, and they can get an appointment, but it's going to cost $250. And baby's like, oh, well, that's no problem. Like Robbie definitely has the money. And Penny's like, Robbie knows, like, go back to your playpen. Because she's clearly like still believing in humans. Like she's believing that people will do the right thing if faced with a challenge. Yeah. So baby leaves.
0: It's just, like, insane to me. Like, I'll never
1: – it
0: makes me so angry to think about, like, men who know that they've gotten someone pregnant and don't care to – if she chooses to have the child, to be involved in the child's life. But if she chooses not to have the child, not to pay for the abortion or at least contribute. Like,
1: yeah, I just don't understand how somebody could do
0: that. Like
1: Yeah, I think that it's, like, evading – your responsibility or mm-hmm. not even just feeling a paternal bond to the human that you created. Um, yeah. It's like pretty sickening, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that some people are like, Oh, I'm glad my dad isn't in my life. Cause like mm-hmm. my other parent is totally great, but I do think it's just like insane to me to evade your responsibility like that like it's insane
0: and like because of that i feel like the bar is so low for fathers because like a lot of the time if if it isn't necessarily like a married couple or something it's just Mm -hmm. kind of assumed that like the dad will not be involved Mm -hmm. um and if he does want to be involved it's like oh he actually cares and like actually wants to be a part of the baby's life wow what a good dad Mm -hmm. it's like and then you look at how moms get shit out it just makes me so angry
1: yeah i mean there's definitely still a huge disproportionate responsibility on mothers Mm -hmm. to raise their kids because they're the one carrying them and of course like a mother should love their kid and like parent them but the onus should be on both of the people you know Mm -hmm. so yeah this whole situation is just really difficult it makes me think of actually um I have been getting, like, a lot of TikToks lately about people who are unhoused Mm -hmm. and just, like, a day in my life as, like, someone who's homeless, right? And it's, like, really easy to go from having a home and having a job to not having a home if you don't have that support system. Yeah. It's just so easy. Like, it's unbelievable how easy it is for that to happen to someone.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's an incredible privilege to be
1: able to have a safety net. And, like, that support system. Yeah. Because so many people don't. Like, if my parents didn't, uh, like, pay for my health care until I was 26 or, like, my phone bill or, like, little things like that, like, obviously going out of – right out of college and being, like, an actor could never have – No. I could never have, like, afforded – Yeah. Even if I paid my own rent, like, I was – which I was doing, it's, like, not Mm -hmm. enough money for everything that you need to fucking survive or – yeah. Sorry. Going off on tangent, but it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. It's so awful. Mm-hmm.
0: So the next morning, baby, being the naive 17 year old that she is, 17, mm-hmm. 18, 17? Like, yeah, 18, 18? She's going to college. Yeah, probably 18. Yeah, she would have graduated already because she's going to college mm-hmm. in the fall. So being the young, naive 18 year old that she is, she goes to confront Robbie. And he is, like, not listening to anything that she's saying. He's like, I didn't blow a summer hauling bagels to bail out some girl who probably slept with every guy here. Just, like, disgusting vitriol for this woman. And he says, I hate this line. He says, some people count and some people don't. And then gives her his copy of The Fountainhead to read.
1: I didn't know this reference but phil was like the fountainhead and i was like what's up and he's like this is like a huge red flag like Mm -hmm. it's like basically a book about like essentially libertarian values but i don't even want to use that it's like about the self being the most important thing like the self above the community yeah and this like woman who wrote this book is she passed away now but like Totally unhinged ideas. It's like, girls, ladies, if a man pulls out the fountain head, run. Don't run. Walk. Don't look run. back. <laughs> Leave your belongings. Everything
0: is replaceable. Run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It makes my skin crawl, this guy. So she looks at him and she says, You make me sick. And you stay away from me and my sister, or I'll have you fired. And then she pours water from the pitcher on his pants which is the very least that he deserves
1: Mm -hmm. definitely later on baby um, goes up to her father who's like golfing with Marjorie she's like dad you always told me that if I was in trouble I should come to you for help and someone is in trouble and I need to borrow $250 and he's like baby uh, that's a lot of money like what's it for and she's like I can't tell you. And he asked if it's illegal. And she, like, pauses for a second. And she's like, no, daddy. Which I think, actually, it was legal at the time. Yeah, it was. You know. And yep. he's like, sorry, that was a stupid thing to ask. Like, I'll have it to you before dinner. Yeah, because Roe v. Wade was 73. Wow, oh my God. So soon and gone so quickly. Mm-hmm. So that night...
0: Baby goes to, like, the staff room where everybody's dancing. She finds Penny and gives her the money. Penny is in disbelief. She's like, you got this from Robbie? And she's like, oh, no. You were right about Robbie. He sucks, but you needed it, so here's the money. Mm -hmm. And Johnny is like, yeah, it takes a real saint to ask Daddy. And Penny is like, thank you, baby, for this, but I, I can't take it. And Billy tells Baby that... He could only get Penny an appointment for Thursday. And that is the night that Penny and Johnny dance at the Shell Drake. Mm. And if they cancel, then they lose this season's salary and next year's gig. Wow. Yeah. So baby's like, well, can't somebody else just fill in? But Johnny is like, no, nobody can fill in because they all work here. Like, it just doesn't work that way. Why? Do you want to do it? And Billy's like, I mean, that's not a bad idea. And Johnny's like, I was literally fucking joking. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> he's so angry. Yeah.
0: He's so anti-baby. And Penny's um, like, come on, Johnny. Like, you're such a strong dance partner. You could lead anybody. But Baby's like, no, like, I can't even do the merengue. And he's like, yeah, she can't even do the merengue.
1: Like, this is not going to happen. <laughs> Cut to it happening. <laughs> yeah. So it did. Um, they have a dance rehearsal. Baby and Johnny begin dancing. And, like, she steps on his foot. And he's like, no, no. It's on the two. You don't start on the one. It's two, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Like, and just, like, is yelling the counts at her. And he's like, got it. And, uh, yeah, he's a pretty strict teacher. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm sorry. Like, I've never done these dances before. And he tells her the counts again. And... He's like, okay, not until the two. We get a montage. Ugh. I'm going to tell you right now, this whole like next section, it's like rehearsal, montage, montage, yeah. rehearsal. <laughs> so they do a montage. Johnny's telling her the counts and telling her to like concentrate baby practices over and over again on the bridge and the steps that lead up to like the staff area. I
0: love the little interludes of her on the bridge. They're like oh, so yeah. cute.
1: Yeah, Me too. In another rehearsal, Johnny's like, don't put your heel down. The steps aren't enough. Feel the music. And we see Baby practicing again on the bridge, but, like, more passionately Mm. this time, like, freely. Oh, yeah. Later on,
0: they're rehearsing. And he's like, this is not – it's not on the one. It's not the mambo. You have to feel the music. It's like a heartbeat. And then he, like (laughs) (laughs) – Tucks hair behind here. And then – he like puts her hand on his chest and he's like close your eyes like feel it like one two one two and like, feel it. they start and I'm to like, dance <sighs> and i'm like i feel it i'm feeling it <laughs> they start to dance like they she opens her eyes they're like looking at each other it's like very tension filled oh yeah So we, like, go to another rehearsal. Penny is there to, like, kind of help her get into the groove of it. He's like, yeah, keep your head up. Lock your frame. Like, we each have our own dance space. Don't get in my dance space. You stay in your space. (laughs) And, like, Penny, like, kind of guides her hips as they, like, dance back and forth. More montage set to the song Hungry Eyes, Hungry a classic. Eyes. The music is really top-notch in this movie, and they had to fight really hard to get all of it, too, because music is expansive. <laughs> I bet. I'm like, how is the budget not more? Yeah, well, they had one music supervisor who was, like, shit, and they fired him. Wow. So then they <laughs> hired – because he didn't get anything. So then they hired this new guy – who, like managed to get a lot of the music but it came like super late in the game and they were going to go to the lodge to like film all the dance scenes and they still didn't have music so they were going to have to film it all to a click track and just put the music in later once they had approval on what it was going to be so kenny is like choreographing to music that they weren't going to be using he's like trying to choreograph around having no music But they made it work. Like, everything came in at the last second.
1: Amazing.
0: Especially, like, with the final song. They had, like, a hell of a time finding one because they knew they wanted an original as well.
1: So we'll talk about that when we get to it. But wait, I've Had the Time My Life is for the movie? Mm Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. That's pretty crazy.
0: So, yeah, Hungry Eyes is playing. Great song. I do love that even though this is set in the 60s, it definitely sounds like an 80s movie. Like, there's so much 80s-esque
1: music in it. It's funny. You're like, I love that. Phil's like, I can't tell what fucking time this movie is from. (laughs) Suspend your disbelief, Phil. Get into the groove of it. I know. (laughs)
0: Feel the music in your heart. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Feel feel my heartbeat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, because there's something so like magical about an 80s movie. Like it just has such a specific feeling and tone. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be impossible to like completely separate this movie from being Made in the 80s, even though it's set in the 60s. Yeah. So they're dancing. Baby starts to like finally get the sense of the choreo. She's more in touch with her body. She even is like wearing heels now as she's dancing. So progress is being made. Mm Mm-hmm. What is up, everybody? I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we host Comic Book Club, a weekly live talk show and podcast about comic books, 7 p.m., Crowdcast and YouTube, as well as your regular podcast listening places, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. And every week... We bring on the absolute best guests from the world of comic book, right? Comic books, TV, film, we cover everything. You can come be part of the magic and um, uh, lightly insult us throughout our recording, Tuesdays at 7, or just listen on your own time. Yeah, We also have comedians on there as well. It's a fun time. Yes, thanks. It sounds like you're having fun, Pete. Uh, Pete, actually, (laughs) is the guy who hosts our trivia where you can win a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics every single week. You can use it in the safety of your own home. Come check us out. We would love to chat with you about comic books. Have a little fun. Talk about some old four-color funnies. Ah, nice. Fresh ref to close it out.
1: It's two days before the show. Baby and Johnny are rehearsing in, like, the barn area and um, she accidentally drops him on his ass and Johnny's like concentrate like the show's in two days and she's like you won't show me lifts we're not doing turn like I don't I don't know how to do turns I'm saving your ass not trying to drop it and he's like all right Let's leave. Yeah. I mean this dynamic is like very real between the two of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I bet I bet. Like mm-hmm. it's such a tension filled scene, but I love it. It's so yeah. good. Oh, it's it's so delicious. I know. It's like <laughs> nom 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 nom. So they go to his car and he's like, fuck, like I left my keys in the car. Like I locked my keys in the car. And he t- goes over to one of the stakes that's in the ground. He like knocks it out, picks it up and smashes his car window. And he's like, get in and like opens the door for her. Right. Like they <laughs> drive off and baby's like, you're wild. And he's like, what? And she's like, you're wild oh my gosh
0: one of the points of contention between the two of them is that he didn't believe in using stunt doubles
1: like ever i was reading that for someone who fucking got an injury playing football Mm -hmm. what yeah yeah so when they're like
0: driving in the car and it's like that further away shot where you just see like them through the windshield you don't really see their Mm -hmm. faces she had a stunt double for that she was like i'm not doing this i'm not sitting in a car with you (laughs)
1: Wow. Was he actually driving? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and she was just like, fuck that. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. Mm -hmm.
0: So after, you know, they've driven through the rain, Johnny actually takes baby into the woods where there's this like fallen tree. It's like a log kind of over like a ravine. And he's like, this is where you're going to learn balance. And he's, like, jumping up and down on the log. (laughs) And she's, like, absolutely not for me. And she actually asks him where he learned to be a dancer. And he tells a story about how one day he was, like, working at this luncheonette. And a guy came in named Arthur Murray. And he was uh, giving, like, a test for dance instructors. And if you Mm -hmm. passed – Then they would teach you all these different dances, like how to break them down and teach them to other people. And, you know, he, like, motions for Baby to join him on the log. She says no way, but he does go over and, like, grab her hands, picks her up. They start dancing on this log together. She finally manages to, like, get her balance. She can even balance on her own, not holding on to him. And we have this, like, really beautiful wide shot of the two of them dancing on the log together. Um, the sparks are definitely flying, even though oh, yeah. they were especially pissed at each other in this scene, because everyone was like, Patrick, don't fall. And he fell, and that cost them, like, a lot of money, because he had to take time off the production.
1: <laughs> he literally <laughs> did fall. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But after this, they then go into a field where they're trying to practice, like, the lift, like, the trademark yes. lift from this movie. And... She just, like, doesn't fully trust him, which you need to have a lot of trust to, like, throw your body at somebody in this way.
1: Yeah, because if you, like, stilt yourself, then -hmm. they can't get the balance that they need. It's like with a bike, you have to, like, pedal in order to balance.
0: Yeah, I took a ground circus class in college, and um, I was, like, definitely not really a flyer. I was definitely a porter, which is, like, the person that stands underneath and holds the people. And if you're a flyer, you need to, like – not balance yourself you need to let the person holding you balance you mm-hmm. otherwise like they can't like get a grasp on like where you are you need to like have full trust in the person underneath you to balance you otherwise it's just like you're gonna fall it's not gonna work so it's definitely a scary yeah. thing it takes a lot of trust and they're just not quite there yet so as they keep trying she keeps like knocking him over he's like well you know the best place to practice lifts is in the water Oh. And so they go into the lake. It's a beautiful shot of them like practicing the lifts in the water. And she's trying, but she keeps like sending her center of gravity too far forward and she keeps like diving over him. Mm-hmm. But it is a really cute moment. There's a lot of
1: tension. Oh, yeah. This is like so central. Like it's getting, they become closer and closer, mm-hmm. you know? Mm hmm. We go to the night of the show. Penny and Baby are chatting. They notice Mrs. Schumacher drop her bag, and they rush over to help her. And she's like, oh, it's all, like, shit and crap. And (laughs) she's like, you know, I went to Benny Bernstein's dancing school. And then her husband comes out and brings her to the car. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) Then they go into, like, the locker room area, and Penny is fitting Baby into the dress And Baby's like, oh, I'm just so worried. Like, what if I forget the steps? And Penny reminds her to let Johnny lead her. But she keeps reminding herself of, like, keeping her space and being on her toes and, like, just all these things. And Penny is like, baby, I just want to thank you for this. And I really want you to know I don't sleep around. I thought that Robbie loved me and that we had something special. And Penny tells Baby she's scared. She's like, getting her abortion tonight and she's Mm -hmm. really freaked out. And so baby hugs her and tells her that she's going to be fine.
0: So right before the show, baby actually runs up to Lisa, who's going into like the family bingo night. And she's like, Hey, can you tell our parents that like, I have a headache and I'm in bed and you need to cover for me. And if memory serves, she's like, not, I feel like this was supposed to be before, The previous scene, because I don't think she's all made up when she runs up to Lisa. I think she looks like her regular self. I think that's a continuity error.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. I was like, it definitely comes after, but like you're Mm -hmm. saying in the way that they edited.
0: Yeah. 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 But I mean, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But we go to the Sheldrake where Johnny and Baby are going to perform. They like start the song and he just tells her to relax. She is like super stiff when they start but as they keep going like she gets more into it. Mm-hmm. All is going well until she like turns the wrong way and he's like wrong way, wrong way but they manage to like get her back they into play place. It off. Yeah, it's a little bit of improv and the crowd is like, ooh, spicy, I like it. Mm-mm. So then you know it comes time for the lift. She runs up to him but like chickens out she doesn't even leave the ground at all. So they have to improvise and they do like a smaller little like lift and turn instead. Overall, the crowd really likes it. They clap, and Baby notices Mr. and Mrs. Sh- Schumacher in the crowd. And she's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. got to a dip. So they head off the stage.
1: Yeah. On the drive home, Baby is changing in the back seat, and Johnny's like, you did good. You worked hard. <laughs> and Baby's like, oh, my God, when I saw Mrs. Schumacher, like, I thought it was all over. And he's like, oh, me too. He tells her by the second turn, she really had it. And she's like, but I I missed the lift. But he's like, you did really good. Oh, my God. He's like actually giving her praise for her hard work. Mm -hmm. There's like a lot of tension because after she changes too, she like gets in the passenger seat and they like share glances at each other. Oh, my gosh.
0: So they get back to the Kellermans. I was for some reason very surprised by the fact that he like goes and opens the door for her just because I think that's, you know, showing that he's starting to – warm up to her and he actually like holds her hand once they get out of the car i was like oh my god oh whoa johnny someone's a little smitten kitten
1: that's when
0: (gasps) billy races up and he's like guys come quick it's penny so they go over to penny's cabin she's in bed like there's like blood all over the sheets she's not doing well and billy says that she wouldn't go to the hospital because she was worried that they would call the police Turns out the, like, quote-unquote doctor that she went to see was not a doctor. Billy was, like, all he had was a dirty knife and a table. It's, like, absolutely horrendous and heartbreaking what has happened to her. Mm -hmm. He was just, like, a scammer that took their money and, like, did horrible things to her. So Baby then runs off and goes to wake up her dad to come help Penny.
1: He comes over – He has everyone clear out and takes a look at Penny, and he asks who's responsible for her, and Johnny says he is. So they all wait outside while the doctor treats Penny, and um, Johnny tries to thank him on the way out, but, like, he just walks off and brings Baby with him. And as Doc and Baby walk back to the room, he's like, is this what my money paid for? And she was like, I never meant to lie. And he says that she is not who he thought she was and that um, he doesn't want her around those people anymore ever. And he says that he won't tell her mother, but he's going to bed and tells her to take the makeup off her face before her mother sees. Obviously, her dad is pissed. It's also like clear in the beginning that she and her father have a very close relationship and Mm -hmm. she tells him things and there aren't any secrets between them. And this is kind of the first time that she's lied to him or I guess, quote unquote, like, betrayed his trust. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this, like, horrible incident happens that also kind of marks the beginning of her uh, having to deal with, like, more adult problems.
0: Yeah. Initially, they... This movie was going to be sponsored by, like, Clearasil or something like that because they wanted to market it towards, like, younger teens. And then they, you know, found out about the abortion storyline and they were like, we're not going to sponsor the movie unless you cut the storyline.
1: Oh, okay, fucking Clearasil. Yeah. No one cares about your morning burst skincare shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the
0: studio – um, which was, like, a very small, like, VHS company. It was their first ever movie they ever made. And they were like, okay, you need to cut the abortion storyline. And Eleanor was like, no, I'm not doing that. The movie completely falls apart without it, and I'm not, like, compromising. Yeah. So they are like, okay, we're not doing it then. And they decided to, like, market it more towards adults. But, I mean, it's it's especially poignant to be watching this movie, like – at this point in
1: time, when we are, yeah, because this is the actual reality people are now going to have to face. Mm-hmm. It uh, honestly, we didn't even, I, I, we didn't anticipate this lining up with yeah. what's happening politically. But, um, pretty pretty crazy to think that that is like the reality that people will have to go through. Yeah, um, because not everyone can go to a clinic or a place where it's legal and. Mm-hmm. Whether something is legal or not, like they're going to do it anyway. So Yeah. It just it
0: just limits the access to safe abortions. And yeah. You know, I mean, we firmly believe that abortion is healthcare and everybody should have the right to have one if they want. So yeah, it just it's so heartbreaking to know that this will be happening again when it shouldn't. So baby ends up going over to Johnny's place and he like kind of he's kind of a little bit embarrassed of his space he's like i know it's not much i'm sure you have a great room and he clears off his chair for her to sit on and she apologizes to him for the way that her dad treated him because obviously her dad thinks that johnny is the one who got penny pregnant and like sent her to that Mm -hmm. horrible man and um he's like no, I mean, he he took great care of Penny. Like, please thank him for me. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, I mean, the way that he was with you, it, it wasn't even about you. Like, it had more to do with me. And he's like, no, no. Like, he was able to save Penny. I could never do anything like that. Ugh. People treat me like nothing because I am nothing.
1: It's so crazy to hear that line because it really I, – I think that Patrick Swayze's performance is so grounded. It's a mm. really great performance. Yeah. And for – this kid and he really is a kid like he's only 25 the character yeah to be like oh i'm nothing because i'm poor Mm -hmm. and i have these dreams of like being this dancer and like that's like my passion but i am like basically like shit on all these rich people's shoes Mm -hmm. and that's that's all they see me as yeah
0: the way that he says it it's so earnest. He doesn't even really, like, say it with a judgment towards himself. It's kind of just, like, matter of fact. He's like, yeah, they treat me like nothing because I am nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, he very genuinely believes that um, because he's been made to believe that. It's really heartbreaking. And It was a very striking moment.
1: Especially because as a dancer, you have to have so much confidence. Mm-hmm. And he's always exceeding confidence.
0: Yes, definitely. And Baby says, like, that's not true. You're everything. <sighs> Yeah. Screams internally. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't understand what it's like to live my life. One month, I was living off candy to survive, and then the next one, women are stuffing diamonds in my pocket. And Baby's like, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Again, so naive. And he's like, I've never known someone like you who thinks that they can make the world better, who, like, sees a problem and thinks they can solve it. Like, somebody's lost, I'll find him. Somebody needs something, I'll get it. And she's like oh yeah like you said doesn't take much bravery running to daddy and he's like no that took a lot of guts like he's actually very much in awe of her and he's like you're not scared of anything Mm -hmm. and she says i'm scared of everything like she lists off all these things that she's scared of but most of all oh my god this line i'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling for the rest of my life the way i feel with you
1: I was screaming. gosh. I was gosh. <laughs> She's like, I'm scared of what I did and what I'm going to do and, like, me on that stage and stuff. And just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. But you're, like, experiencing passion and, like, yeah. joy for the first time. Your world is lighting up with this amazing yeah. <laughs> dancing man. So it's, like, very tension-filled.
0: It gets super heated. She stands up. And because like music has been playing this whole time, and she says, "Dance with me," so they start to dance. And like, guys, this scene is so hot. It's like it's steamy. It's so steamy. They're like dancing like so slowly, and she starts like kissing his neck and stuff. And like she kind of like goes like around him and like kisses his back. And he like takes off her shirt, and then they start oh, like my making Lord. out. And um, then, you know, sex is implied. This is PG-13 because they had to cut a uh, scene to make it so because they were going to rate it R. Um, but there is like a cut scene of them like in their underwear together and she's like grinding up on him. Oh, whoa. But yeah, it's like a very, very sensual scene.
1: Yes. The next morning, the housemans are eating breakfast, crickets, and Stan – who is literally fucking Newman on Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was also in the magic show. Yeah, he's the, like, announcer, kind of, like, ringleader guy. Yeah. He's like, we're having auditions for the end-of-the-season talent show today. And Neil comes over and asks if they're all going to be in the show, and Doc is like, well, actually, I think we're leaving tomorrow, you know, to, to miss the weekend traffic. But Marjorie is like, Wait, what? We're all paid up until Sunday. And Lisa's like, I don't want to miss the show. Like, I was gonna sing. And Neil's like, people bring their own arrangements, like I go all out. You won't wanna miss it. And Neil tells baby that he needs her help for props. And then Marjorie is like, Why would you want to leave early? And he kind of relents. He is a total like, he has a he's a girl dad. You know, mm-hmm. in 2022, yeah. speak like, yeah, he's actually a really nice dad. I, mm-hmm. I think he's like a, a solid father figure. And yes, he's like, oh, it was just an idea. Like we can stay if you would like to. And he's like, Lisa, what are you going to do for for your show? And she's like, well, I was thinking of singing. I feel pretty. Or what do the simple folk do? Daddy, what do you think? She's like eating up her father's attention mm-hmm. right now.
0: Mm hmm. So after breakfast, Baby goes to check on Penny, who's actually doing a lot better. And Penny's like, oh, you actually just missed your father. He's such a wonderful man. So, like, he's continuing to check up on her. And I do really love that, like, he doesn't have any judgment on Penny at all. He's – him being upset is at like, thinking that Johnny did this to her and, like, that this poor girl was left in, like, horrible hands and not taken care of. And Baby – just, like, apologizes to Penny, I guess, for, like – I don't really know what she is apologizing
1: for. Because of the botched abortion.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Baby's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, you couldn't have known he was going to do that. God,
0: that makes more sense. Okay. So then Johnny actually comes in. Him and Baby have a couple of, like, glances. It's a little bit awkward. And – Penny's like, yeah. Doctor Hausman said I'm gonna be just fine. I can still have children, which is really great news. She's really happy about that. And Johnny says that's great. And Penny asks how last night went, like the dance. And he's like, yeah, it was, it was good. It's good. He like
1: can't even look at baby. It's yes, <laughs> they cannot exchange any glances.
0: Uncomfy. So baby's like, well, I better get going. She goes outside. And Penny is like, Johnny, what are you doing? Johnny, 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 Johnny. Johnny. And she's like, how many times did you tell me not to get mixed up with the guests? And he's like, I know what I'm doing.
1: And she's like, Johnny, listen to me. You got to stop it now. Johnny um, comes up to Baby, who's been like waiting for him. And he's like, I have to go. I have a lesson with some guests. And he walks away but as he's leaving baby calls out to him and he turns around and they look at each other for a moment and he kind of gives her like a half-hearted smile like i couldn't tell the exchange of glances Mm -hmm. i was like it's kind of like one foot in one foot out yeah and then the next day it's like super rainy lisa is looking in the mirror she's like oh i'm so sick of the rain Remind me, like, not to take my honeymoon in Niagara Falls. And I think her mom says something like, oh, that's okay. You'll go to, like, Long Island or something instead. Yeah. Like, she offers an alternative. Mm-hmm. And Lisa's, like, looking for her lipstick. And Baby just gets up, puts her coat on. And Marjorie's like, where are you going? And Baby's like, oh, they're having charades in the West Lobby. Where does she go instead? To her lover. To a lover's room. The lover's yeah. den. So. I'm taking a lover. <laughs>
0: So Baby lays in bed with Johnny, and she asks him if he's had many women.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: he's like, what? No. No.
1: How am I? <laughs> I could never. Yeah.
0: And then he, like, very abruptly gets out of bed and goes to put on some pants. And Can
1: I do the monologue? Sure, sure. Go for it. <laughs> you got to understand what it's like. You come from the streets and suddenly you're up here, women throwing themselves at you and they smell so good, they really take care of themselves. I never knew women who could be like that. They're so goddamn rich, you think they must know about everything. They're slipping their room keys in my hand, two, three times a day, different women, so I think I'm scoring big, right? You think they wouldn't be doing this if they didn't care about me, right? Like, kind of like intense yeah he's like i'm just trying to like make it here like at fucking people treating me like a, a a sex worker and i like i'm just trying to do my dances and
0: baby's like okay i get it you're just
1: using them
0: and he's like no 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 they were using me <sighs> oh my gosh and so baby goes up and kisses johnny and they like make out in the bed for a little bit and he asks her real name and she says it's francis for the first woman in the cabinet and i think he says something like that's a real grown-up name or something like that so
1: he really is in awe of her he's like Mm -hmm. wow i can't believe it's crazy because you'd think he's like hot he's a dancer like he is just like exuding this like sexy masculine energy and mm-hmm. but really what he wants is this tender like very loving uh woman yeah who's super smart and like he wants to be cared for he wants to be the one who's cared for for once in his life
0: oh yeah definitely uh i really loved his character he definitely su- took me by surprise because i feel like yeah. i came in with like preconceived notions of like oh he's like the rugged like dancer guy and like she's the rich girl and like whatever yeah. but he's he's actually like very sensitive and like very caring like loves very deeply like the mm-hmm. the lengths that he'll go through like for penny or for anybody that he really cares about
1: for even the other staff workers mm-hmm. yeah i I'll, we'll get there but yeah so i'm a big fan of johnny me too team johnny johnny for respectful king
0: oh <gasps> Maybe mm. is he? A, is he? A, a, I don't know if I would put him in the respectful king category, just because he is a little violent, but only to schmear. I know. I'm like that is my favorite brand of toxic masculinity.
1: <laughs> my favorite brand of toxic masculinity. Well, glad you asked. <laughs> he punches. Assholes insert pictures <laughs> of um, Johnny. Insert pictures of Jess. Mm-hmm. Insert pictures of who else do we have here? It's that that brand
0: where it's like. Oh, he's a dick, but only to people who deserve it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that night, um, while Lisa and Baby are sleeping in their room, Lisa tells Baby that she's decided she's going to go all the way with Robbie. Wow. And Baby's like, don't do that with Robbie. Like, it should be with somebody else. Like, somebody that you sort of love. And Lisa's like, oh, please. Like, you don't care about me and she says, you wouldn't care if I humped the entire army as long as we're on the right side of the Ho Chi Minh Trail.
1: And I mean, it's clear that there's tension between the two sisters. They have completely different interests. Yeah. Lisa feels like the dumb one. Yeah. Baby's like the golden child. hmm
0: Yeah. She tells Baby that she only cares that she's not daddy's girl anymore.
1: And he actually listens when Lisa talks now. And she can't stand it. So the next day, baby and Shawnee dance, and she's actually the one giving him notes, and he's mm-hmm. just trying to like fuck her. He's like so enthralled he's, like, all over her, my God. And honestly, I wasn't keeping track if you can tell the difference in the way she dresses mm-hmm. day to day. But I think that there is a progression of her dressing like less Yeah modestly i guess
0: yeah she stops wearing those like uh like 50s style dresses that Mm -hmm. um her and lisa were wearing at the beginning and she starts wearing like shorts and like tighter tops and stuff like that she's definitely like coming into herself as a grown woman and like exploring her sexuality
1: yeah and she looks great too like when they're dancing and stuff she looks like muscular and like Mm -hmm. super toned and like she's like gorgeous right and he's just like falling at her feet Mm mm-hmm um, so they act out Strange Love By Mickey and Sylvie It's such a good oh, song Oh boy And if he still Doesn't answer <laughs> Yeah And they're having Like this Blast of a time When Neil interrupts them And like Immediately they're like Split apart They're like mm-hmm. Ha 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 Who me He asks baby If um she's taking Dance classes Like I could teach you Like Ugh. And then he does Like a little like Step Fuck and off And <laughs> Yeah, so dumb. Johnny cuts the music. He's like, all right, you're done here. And Neil tells Johnny that Max put him in charge of the final show, and he wants to, like, talk about the last dance. He kind of wants to shake it up, do something new. And Johnny's like, oh, perfect. Like, you know, I've been working with the staff kids on a crossover between Cuban rhythm and um, soul dancing. And Neil's like, okay, well. (laughs) Yeah, slow your roll. You're in (laughs) way over your head here. I thought that we could do the pachanga as the final dance. what, what, Bro, that's so dumb. Like, he, oh, instead of the mambo, the pachanga. Mm. I've, I've nailed it. <laughs> I've done it. I've revolutionized dance. Yeah.
0: So Johnny is, like, not into this idea. And Neil is like, oh, you could do the same tired numbers last year. But next year, maybe we'll just have to find another dancer. So I'm like, you're threatening uh. his job. Like, Get off your fucking power trip, dude. Mm-hmm. And so Johnny's like, yeah, no problem. We'll do the pachanga. Great idea. So then snivelly little Neil goes over to baby and he's like, oh, yeah, that Johnny, he's hard to talk to, but the ladies love him and make sure he gives you the full half hour you're paying for uh. and walks out. So Johnny is really frustrated and he's like, Ugh, Neil wouldn't know a new idea if it hit him in the pachanga. And baby asks why he let Neil talk to him that way. I'm like,
1: You're what?
0: Girl. You, clear- you heard her, you heard him be like, I will fire you, right? hmm hmm And he's like, These people are rich and mean. They're not gonna listen to me. And she's like, Well, why don't you fight harder to make them listen? And he's like, Because I need this job lined up for next summer. And he mentions that his dad actually called him today to let him know that, like, his uncle can get him into the house painters and plasterers union, which is, like, clearly not what he wants to do. But if he doesn't have this job, he doesn't have a choice. Yeah. And, like, that is not something that Baby can really, like, understand because her worldview is so narrow because she has grown up so privileged. So that's when – Baby notices her dad, Lisa, and Robbie all walking together. So she immediately, like, pulls them down so he doesn't see them. You know, once they leave, he's like, you're telling me to, like, fight harder. I don't see you fighting very hard to tell your dad that I'm your guy, mm. which is true. And she's like, I will. Like, it's just complicated with my dad. And he's like, you know, I don't believe that you ever had any intention of telling him ever and walks away and i'm like johnny you are worthy i hate that people are making you feel like you're not you're so worthy johnny
1: (sighs) so later baby races to Penny's and she's like have you seen johnny i've been looking for him she opens the door and like johnny's there and he goes outside to talk and baby apologizes to him And while that's happening, Robbie walks up and he's like, oh, I picked the wrong sister. Don't worry, baby. I went slumming, too. Johnny jumps off the deck, starts beating the shit out of Robbie with, like, the best, like, dumb sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, boom. (laughs) Bam. And he tells Robbie to get out of here. Like, you're not even worth it. And then he hugs baby i
0: don't condone violence but i do think robbie deserved that
1: (laughs) oh yeah oh my god he sucks yeah Yeah. so the talent show rehearsal is later on or maybe the next day i don't know if fucking day it is (laughs) lisa is practicing her song she's doing like hula 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 i don't know the name of it yeah i
0: don't know um
1: but i found out in imdb that she like wrote this song, but didn't get credits until like years after it was released.
0: Oh my God.
1: Um, Or like co-wrote the song rather. Mm -hmm. So baby is painting a tree on the set and Johnny is doing his work. um, When the bungalow bunny Vivian goes over to Johnny and says it's their last night together and she has something worked out for them. So a little bit later, Johnny goes over to her husband to give him, like, his pirate hat for the number he's doing. And Mo is like, oh, I have an all-night game of cards tonight. Like, uh, here's some money for some extra dance lessons for my wife. Gotta keep her busy. Like, did his wife say, oh, I want to do extra dance lessons? Or is he literally just like, yeah, fuck off. Like, I don't.
0: Probably both, honestly.
1: So that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Baby is watching this whole thing. And Johnny receives the cash. He looks down and. He looks up and he's like, "Um, I'm booked up for the whole weekend because of the show. I won't have any time for extra classes and gives him the money back. He's like, it wouldn't be fair to take the money. Wow. Baby sees this and she smiles. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, wow, he's not letting these people control his life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then Lisa goes over to baby and she's like I've decided tonight's the night with Robbie. He doesn't even know it. Come on. And zips off. She goes and gets all dressed up in her best, you know, 50s dress. Goes over to his cabin which has a like a little towel on the door by the way. You're so right. And we all know what that means. She knocks on the door and she's like, "Robbie, it's me." And she opens the door. And Robbie is in bed with Vivian. Oh, Lord. And she just goes like, oh, and closes the door. (laughs) So you dodged a bullet, Lisa. Seriously. We then go over to Johnny's cabin. He is in bed with baby. And he tells her. Oh, my God. He tells her. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) swooning. He tells her that last night he had a dream that they were walking. And they met, um, like they came across baby's dad, and he came over to him. He was like, come on, and put his arm around
1: him the way that he did with Robbie. Oh my God. This man just wants to be loved. He he wants wants to be loved and be accepted. He just wants to be loved and
0: accepted and be part of a family. uh, My heart. So in the morning, they kiss goodbye outside of his cabin. And Vivian is leaving Robbie's cabin and sees them together.
1: Oy At breakfast, Max talks to Doc. He's like, have you ever thought a patient was all right and then looked at the x-rays only to discover it's nothing like you thought? And Doc is like, what's going on? And Max is like, well, I found out one of my staff members is a thief. Neil says that Mo Pressman's wallet was stolen when he was playing, uh, Pinochle last night. And that Vivian says she remembers Johnny walking by around the same time. So they asked him and he said that he was reading alone in his room. But there are no books in Johnny's room. So baby is like, fuck. Like I was with him all night. I know it wasn't him. Mm -hmm. She tells him that Johnny didn't do it. She knows he didn't. And Neil is like, uh, there have been similar thefts at the Sheldrake, and it's happened here before. And she's like, I know he didn't do it, but Neil's like, baby, just stay out of it.
0: So baby goes over to her dad, and she asks for his help because she knows that Johnny didn't take Moe's wallet. And he's like, well, how do you know that? And she says she can't tell him, but to just trust her. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, baby, but I can't. Baby stops Max, and she's like, maybe Johnny didn't do it, like – What about the old couple, the Schumachers? Like, her bag fell the other day, and she had all these wallets. And I saw them at the Sheldrake, too. And her dad is like, you can't just go accusing innocent people. And Max is like, yeah, we have an eyewitness, and the kid has no alibi. Come on, Neil. I'm going to show you what it's like to fire an employee. Aye, aye, aye. Fucking sick man takes pleasure out of this. And so Baby, like, stops him, and she's like... I know that Johnny was in his room all night. And the reason that I know is because I was with him.
1: Uh, We cut to a bit later. Doc is sitting in the gazebo and baby comes over and says that she was telling the truth and apologizes for lying.
0: And she says, I'm sorry I lied to you, but you lied too. You told me everyone was alike and deserved a fair break but you meant everyone who is like you. You told me you wanted me to change the world, to make it better, but you meant by becoming a lawyer or an economist, by marrying a lawyer or an economist, right? But you meant by becoming a lawyer or an economist and marrying someone from Harvard. I'm not proud of myself, but I'm in this family too, and you can't keep giving me the silent treatment. There are a lot of things about me that aren't what you thought, but if you love me, You have to love all the things about me, and I love you. I'm sorry I let you down. I'm so sorry, Daddy,
1: but you let me down too. Pretty earnest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that baby is actually, like, a really intelligent young lady. Mm -hmm. Even though she's super naive, like, that's how she was raised. Like, she wasn't exposed to people who lived a different lifestyle than her, but I think she – does have a good empathy for people and um I do think it's a really brave thing to do to confront your parent if something is wrong and be honest and try to talk it out or try to like rectify things um like that's something that I still struggle with for sure
0: yeah definitely and the way that he starts tearing up as she like delivers this monologue like oh my god heartbreaking and i think what he's had the biggest issue with is like reckoning with the fact that his relationship with his daughter is changing because she is Mm -hmm. like growing up and she now does have secrets and there are things that she can't tell him and there are things Mm -hmm. that are hers when he's so used to their relationship being so close and so open but now she has things that are just hers and i think that's hard for him to reckon with especially coupled with the fact that she'll be leaving soon totally johnny eventually finds baby sleeping like in the staff room and he's like i've been looking all over for you they found the schumachers they fingerprinted their water glasses turns out fucking criminal masterminds over Mm -hmm. here are wanted in arizona and florida and they made a fortune this summer crazy and baby's like, oh my God, I knew it would work out. I'm so happy. But Johnny's like, no, I'm, baby, I'm out. They fired him anyways because, you know, he was involved with her. Mm. And she's like, well, then I did it all for nothing then. Like, I hurt my family. I lost you your job. It was all for nothing. And he's like, no, it wasn't all for nothing. Nobody's ever done anything like that for me before. And Baby is, like, you know, starting to actually become a little jaded at this point. And she says, you were right. Like, you can't win no matter what. And he says, no, I don't ever want to hear that from you.
1: Ah! <laughs> They're so
0: good for each other.
1: He keeps her grounded. She builds him up. It's just. Yeah. Johnny decides to speak to Dr. houseman He knocks on their door Um, he says that he's leaving and like, he knows what he must be thinking. And doc is like, you don't know anything at all about what I'm thinking. And Johnny's like, well, I know that you want baby to be like you, the kind of person people look up to. And baby is like that. If you could just see, and he's like, don't tell me what to see. Like you're someone who got his partner in trouble and sent her off to a butcher while he moved on with baby. And Johnny's like, that's what you would see and walks off. I'm just like somebody tell Damn this it. somebody tell this man that it was Robbie, the bastard Robbie. Mm-hmm.
0: So Johnny packs up his car. Baby's there. She's like, I can't even imagine being here without you, even for one day. Ugh. And they have like a moment together, and he says, "I'll never be sorry." She says, "Neither will I." Mm. And he kisses her, and he says, "I'll see ya" as he drives off. And what's playing in the background? She's like the wind, which I literally didn't know until last night is written and sung by Patrick Swayze. You're kidding, right? <laughs> How dare he? I know. I had no Who idea. Let him? Like I've known this song for uh, years
1: obviously, but I had no idea it was I him. love that scene too. Mm-hmm. And they're just like leaning on the car and Yeah. He like kisses her.
0: And she like puts She's her head annoying. against his chest, and I'm like,
1: ah. "It's incredible!
0: It's incredible!" Yeah, because they, you know, we're having a time and a half with the music in this movie. And Patrick, the late great Patrick Swayze, said, "Oh yeah, I used to write songs." Wait, is Patrick Swayze not alive? Yeah, he passed away in 2009. Oh my gosh! Yeah he he had a battle with um, pancreatic cancer. Oh my god. That's so scary. Yeah, they they did talk about it a bit in um, the movies that made us episode. Uh, his wife talked about how like he fought the cancer all the way to the end. He did chemo all the way to the end. That's just like the kind of person that he was. He never gave up on anything and was like when he would
1: commit to something he committed. It's actually a really popular cancer among men. Mm-hmm. My dad had that cancer and he's like, okay, now. Thankfully, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I guess it really just depends on the situation, mm-hmm. the person, and it's, like, crazy. It's so crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he had written this song. He was like, I think it might work for the movie, and they heard it, and they were like, absolutely, let's put it in. And it's, you know, a hugely iconic, famous song.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So that evening, baby starts getting ready for the talent show – um, just to like watch with her family. And Lisa offers to do her hair. Um, so Lisa's like, after seeing that, Baby was right about Robbie. Mm-hmm. And I think with the whole thing with Johnny, she's like befriending her sister more. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can do your hair and makeup, but like, you look pretty your way, baby. And yeah. Baby cries on Lisa's shoulder. Oh. So we cut to the talent show. Neil is leading Ugh. this closing song. It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Marjorie has this cute little cocktail it's dress so on. Cute.
0: I was, like, stunned. I wasn't expecting her to wear something so, like, short and tight. Yeah, yeah. But she looked amazing. I love that incredible. dress. She looked incredible. I was like, Kelly
1: Bishop, yeah. you dog. A hottie with a body, my Who God. Who let you? Yeah. She looks great. I love Kelly Bishop. Mm-hmm. So the various talent show contestants are also singing the song, you know, including Lisa and Jake spots Robbie and Jake doc, as I like to call him (laughs) um, spots Robbie and he hands him an envelope with a tip and he's like, Hey, good luck in medical school. And Robbie's like, thank you. And you know, thank you for helping me with the penny situation. We all make mistakes. Doc is stunned because no one has told Robbie's fucking secret that he sucks and mm-hmm. um, left Penny to yeah. the dogs because everyone else has literally more dignity and respect mm-hmm. than Robbie. Yep. And Robbie's like, oh, I thought you know, baby told you, uh, but you know, I'm not sure. Like, girls like Penny, you know, they're liable to pin it on any guy around. Doc fucking rips that so check. Back. That check. They, they took my sandals off so quick. They took the pin off my nails. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. He, he said, bye bye mm-hmm. Max talks to Tito about how times are changing. The kids these days, they want trips to Europe. They don't want to, like, come to the lodge and do dance classes with their parents. Mm. And he feels like everything is slipping away. The times are a-changing. This is before Kennedy was shot, guys. hmm So Max then gets on stage. He sings the final chorus. And what happens?
0: Oh uh, Johnny shows up at the talent show. He's wearing like his leather jacket. Looks amazing. Who let him? Illegal. So he spots baby sitting at the table with her parents and goes over and says the famous line. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Uh. He takes her hand and he brings her up onto the stage. She's also wearing this like. Gorgeous, very, very, very pale pink dress. It's like an A line, but it's like fitted on the bodice, like the straps. It's really beautiful.
1: Someone's been watching fashion TikTok (laughs) on the bodice. It's an A line. Yeah. (laughs) With some hand cut lace, like (laughs) with eye details. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he brings her up on stage.
0: Everybody stops singing because they're like, what the fuck? And he gets over (laughs) to the mic. And he apologizes for the interruption. But he always does the last dance of the season. And this year, someone told him not to. So he's going to do his kind of dancing with a great partner who's not only a terrific dancer, but somebody who's taught him that there are people who are willing to stand up for others no matter the cost. Someone who's taught me about the kind of person I want to be. Miss Frances Houseman. Oh, and Jake Doc, Jake Doc stands up, and Marjorie is like, "Sit down." <laughs> I've had, had the th- time of, of my
1: life. life. <laughs> Billy plays the track. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Christina gets tears at this moment. I was like, starting to get a little
0: watery. I got like the chills when the song started wow. playing.
1: Yeah. I, I do have to say at this point I was like, I can't take notes. Like I'm gonna have to do it after because yeah. I my eyes were glued to the final dance. The final dance is like so gratifying. I can't yeah. even describe it. Like you really have to watch the movie because it's like uh the way that they're in tune and she has fun and they My fucking goosebumps right now. uh So they finally Also do the lift and like the whole staff is also part of it because Mm -hmm. they do their dance on the stage. And then Johnny, he jumps off and goes to the back of the room Mm -hmm. and then leads this entire like dance of uh, like, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. But yeah, the staff, (laughs) like he leads the choreography for the staff and like Mm -hmm. does these like moves that they've all choreographed together. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just like enthralled. They're overjoyed. And so he finally makes it to the middle of the room and they lift baby off the stage and mm. onto the floor. And she runs and jumps and they do the gorgeous lift. She trusts and, him. It works. Uh, they trust each other. Mm. And everyone around dances. Marjorie is dancing with Neil. Two mm. old ladies are dancing. And Baby and Johnny begin to sneak away, but Doc stops them, and he says, I know the truth. And he says, when he's wrong, he says he's wrong. Mm -hmm. And he tells Baby she looked wonderful out there, and they hug. And Billy is teaching Lisa how to dance. God bless him. (laughs) And everyone is just having this beautiful time, and Johnny and Baby... Dance in the middle of the dance floor.
0: This is when I go absolutely feral because Patrick Swayze is looking at her and he's like singing the words to her and Mm -hmm. looking at her like that. I was like, stop that right
1: now. That's illegal. illegal." Illegal. Oh,
0: my God. It was
1: like. Yes. Beautiful. And they kiss and he lifts her up and the movie is done. Well, I enjoyed this movie. It yeah. was a great summer movie. Yeah, it, it was really good.
0: I always knew that I would like it, but I really, really liked it. It was really good. Um, yeah. It's just, like, very well constructed. And I think because it was so low budget, like, they had to really focus on, like, the story and, like, kind of getting more creative with making things happen. Like, it wasn't like, oh, mm-hmm. like, flashy thing here, flashy thing there. It was, like, a very simple story about, you know – people at a resort in the summer who love to dance and I really liked the way that they kind of talked about class and they talked about it was like a coming of age thing and like growing into your sexuality and like self-worth and abortion rights and healthcare. I just thought it was so well done it was such like a beautiful story the
1: performances were great yeah I think it was I wish I could have seen it when it came out in theaters cuz I think it would have been like a blast to see in theaters. Yeah. But um it's definitely a coming of age story at its core, but it is so tied into class and like ro- this romance between baby and Johnny, and I think that the writer just balanced that so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And then on top of the story you get these amazing choreographed pieces by the one and only kenny ortega and it's like (sighs) there's nothing wrong with the movie you
0: know what's wild so after they they filmed it they did a rough cut and because the studio that they were with it was like a vhs like distributor they had never made a movie before and so they wanted like a hollywood person to like get eyes on it so they could like get a sense of What they made was good because they felt good about it, but they needed, you know, someone in in the industry to really give them an opinion. And I can't remember the name of the director, but it was like a very famous director. Mm -hmm. He was like a friend of a friend. They managed to get him to do a screening. The movie ended. The lights came up. He turned around and said, burn the negatives and collect the insurance and walked out. And they were like, "Uh, what? So they then did a screening for like a thousand people. Just to, like test some audience reactions, and people went nuts for this movie, and they were like, "Okay, wow, Lib,
1: we're gonna do this. Then we're gonna back we're the We're doing it. Yeah. We're you're done. We're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I initially, I will say, I had my skepticism. I was like, mm-hmm. the plot's fucking paper thin. But now after seeing it, I'm like, the plot isn't thin. It's just really simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's simply about baby finding out that life isn't like flowers and daisies all the mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great movie to also watch. Like, I don't know, maybe you don't want to watch with your kid. But I do think it's a good movie for, like, a parent to watch to understand, like, yeah, when your kid becomes an adult, they might not always do what you want, but it doesn't mean they're doing something bad. Yeah. Like, and there's also just so much that you could learn about understanding or accepting someone for their differences or being receptive to understanding someone who lives like a different life
0: yeah definitely and i i really loved a lot of the visual storytelling and like we get that kind of class difference even just through like the different types of dance that are done like the people who are like in the staff room they're doing like the dirty dancing right yeah 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 and then we have, you know, the hotel guests who are doing, like, the Foxtrot the or the Foxtrot. Mambo or whatever they're doing upstairs. Yeah. And then we have um, Penny and Johnny who have these aspirations of, like, you know, being dancers. They're very ambitious. And we see them going back and forth between the two. So I loved, like, the the kind of, like, interplay of those themes through the dance, because dance is a storytelling tool. Yeah. And also to get to see the progression of Baby and Johnny's relationship told through the way that they move together. I thought that progression was so satisfying to watch.
1: Definitely. Like I said, the end dance is Mm -hmm. just so satisfying. It's like, yeah.
0: It's also that last scene is so beautifully lit with like the pink and purple lighting. It's so stunning.
1: Yeah. Jennifer Grey does a great job in this role.
0: Yeah. It's really great. I I definitely recommend um I also recommend definitely watching the movies that made us episode. I I definitely peppered in a lot of details here and there, but there's so much more that I didn't even touch on. So, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's I think it gives like a new perspective to this movie that you might not think about just watching it on your own.
1: Should we rate it? I forgot oh, we yeah. did read it. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's give her a rating. Our first Pod Girl Summer rating of 2022.
1: Uh this is a really good one mm. I give it a 9 yeah I also want to give it a 9 Yeah, we've had like
0: a strong like 4 or 5 week period of winners
1: yeah definitely <laughs> sorry I was thinking I was like wait what did we do and I was like oh yes the half of it I think I gave it a 10 and yeah. I was like I'm going to take it so personally when this doesn't get <laughs> as many like listens as other episodes mm-hmm. so definitely check out the pride episodes for yeah. sure um, even if you like haven't seen them before, I think they could be really great mm-hmm. And also check out the link to our Patreon. You can just get some more details. See if you're interested. Do a little double feature, a little dirty dancing, a little miscongeniality. Yeah, kind of a great combo, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, you can also follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod.
1: You can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod. Or you can send us a good old-fashioned email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com.
0: Yes, and we will see you next week for our next Pod Girl Summer movie. Pod Girl Summer. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt.
1: Bye. Bye.